2,000 years ago, as we just heard in that gospel text read to us, 2,000 years ago, the tomb was found to be empty. And this is a fact of history. You don't need to be a Christian historian to acknowledge that the tomb was empty. We look back at the ancient historical texts, the ancient Romans, even the pagan Romans who were enemies of the Christians, their historians record that the tomb was empty. Historians like Tacitus. Jewish historians who likewise were uh, opposed to Christ, like Josephus, they record that the tomb was empty. That the fact the tomb is empty is a fact of history. But the fact that the tomb is empty came as a surprise to those disciples. Even though the Lord Jesus had predicted it many times, the Gospels record, as we heard that line there, they had been slow to understand. And that point in itself is worth noting because it indicates to us just how reliable the Gospel texts are as records of what really happened. If the Gospels were making things up, well, they'd make things up to make the church leaders look good. They wouldn't say that the church leaders, those early disciples, had been slow to understand. They wouldn't have described as they did when they quarreled among each other and were competitive and so forth. That the Gospels show themselves to be reliable records. And one of the things they show is that the disciples were surprised that first morning when the tomb was empty. As we heard, it was a surprise to Mary Magdalene, the first to go to the tomb. It was a surprise also to Peter and John when they came running after in response to what she said. And this is the pattern we see again and again in the rest of the Gospel text, as we'll hear over the Sundays during Eastertide. A total of 515 witnesses recorded. And the same pattern again and again that they are filled with joy at seeing the risen Lord. But they're also surprised. And they were right to be surprised. It's an event unlike any in recorded history. People don't rise from the dead. And yet here was someone who did. And who was this person who rose from the dead? Well, as we heard St. Peter describe in our first reading, he had gone about doing good and curing for three years, preaching a gospel of repentance, offering forgiveness for sins for those who turned to him, and claiming that he himself, he could forgive people's sins claiming with that and other things to be, therefore, the one who had the authority to do what only God could do. And so they crucified him. They killed him, executed him as a blasphemer for claiming to be God. And yet, three days later, the tomb was found to be empty. And for a further 40 days, he appeared, as I said, to 515 witnesses. That's the number recorded in the New Testament. 
Could have been more that aren't recorded, but at least 515 recorded witnesses. And these witnesses, they didn't see a ghost. So we heard St. Peter describe there, they ate and drank with him. They touched his flesh, as we'll hear in next Sunday's Gospel with Thomas. Um, Thomas put his, his hand into the wound in his side, his fingers into the holes in his hands. They, this wasn't some apparition, this wasn't some illusion. A physical body. The Lord truly risen from the dead. But these witnesses, these witnesses who tell us and told others that they saw him, what did they gain for telling others that they saw the risen Lord? Well, at first their gain was doubt and derision. And then it became persecution and martyrdom. And the point is this, they had, they had no reason to make it up. And yet not one of them ever recanted what he said he saw. So what did they gain? Well, there is something they gained, and it's the same thing that you and I can gain if we accept their testimony today. Namely, the hope of a better life, the hope of eternal life. And living in the knowledge of that life changes how we experience this life, how we live in this world. That it empowers us, as we heard in our second reading, to look for the things of heaven where Christ is, to look to where your true life is. Because if we, if we die to self, if we die to sin, if we rise to Christ and in Christ, because he is your life, then we can live this new life in him, if we will but let him do so. So inside your newsletter today, there is a sheet summarizing some of the reasons for knowing that Jesus did truly rise from the dead. There's a free little booklet available in the porch um, from a journalist, Leo Strobel, a journalist who set out to refute the claim that Jesus had risen from the dead. A journalist who looked at the evidence, and yet in looking at the evidence, came to believe it, and came to know the Lord, that he had risen from the dead. It's not a myth. It's not just wishful thinking. Accepting it and accepting him can change our lives if we will but accept the evidence.